I am Katie Petrick, and I hope you and your family had a wonderful time celebrating the Christmas season together. This week, our team is busy working on some exciting new projects for you, so we thought we'd offer a look back at some of our best shows from the last four months. This first story was one of our most watched and shared of the year. David and I spent some time breaking down all the sound bites delivered by the head of the nation's largest teachers union, Becky Pringle. Between her and Randy Weingarten, the teachers unions are hell-bent on taking complete control of the schools where leftist talking points and agenda items are taking precedence over everything. Here's Educated. Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Hello everyone and welcome to the program. I am Katie Patrick, joined today by the one, the only, greatest soap opera actor of our time. And that's not even a joke, look it up, Mr. David Fiorazzo. <laughs> As always, please do share this episode and comment if you're out there watching on the social media. Today we're going to start by featuring some absolutely infuriating and I mean like flames out the top of your head, infuriating clips showing the president of the largest and most powerful teachers union in the country just out there, you know, brainwashing the minds of today's educators so that they can then, you know, brainwash the minds of our children. David. Yes. Tell me a little bit about this because it's summertime and, you know, aren't the teachers off and the teachers union should be relaxing out there, but apparently they're they're really busy at work. Relaxing? What do you, you know better. It's time to mobilize. It's time to prepare to groom social justice warriors for the left. And so uh, Becky Pringle, actually, look, before we get to that, I, we need to mention this story. The teachers union is voting on mandatory masking, enemies list, rejecting words mother and father. And apparently a Chicago conference took place. And this was just last month full of woke agenda items and progressive language involving issues that would seem to have little to do with the proper education of the nation's children, but we know better. Also, we want to make this point before we continue. The NEA is a social justice union that's really uh, a female and transgender, non-conforming. It's a, just a, a combination of idiocy but this is what they're passing on to the kids, friends, and we're going to get to more of this when we actually hear the NEA president in her own words. So, Katie, first of all, they're even trying to vote on rejecting mother and father. Oh, yes. No, no. We cannot, we cannot use such language because that would mean that, you know, gender means something and that there is such a thing as a mother, which would be a female. Um, <laughs> but what is a woman? What is a woman? And then there would be a father and, oh, the oh patriarchy, patriarchy. patriarchy that would exist there. And they would also imply that you should have a mother and a father, but we can't have any of that. So you know what? Why, why are we talking? I mean, Becky Pringle, yeah, let's, she should do all the talking let's for us. Let's hear her in her own words, and then we will respond. You know, we've known since 2016, since that fateful election, that this day would come that we would feel the effects of a radicalized Supreme Court issuing decisions that do not reflect the views or the values of America. We knew 
that the ground had shifted and the stage had been set to move us further away from the promise of America for all Americans, from decisions on school prayer that attack religious freedom to vouchers that threaten the right to a universal public education to the long-term devastating impact of the Supreme Court's decision to hijack the fundamental freedom to decide for ourselves when and how to have a family and the care that we need. We let the applause ring out after that clip because it, it doesn't sound almost demonic. Oh, almost? Yeah, almost, almost. almost. Um, so, Katie, this is important because they are not hiding their political bias or agenda any longer. And I, by the way, wasn't the education system supposed to be a nonpartisan uh, like the NEA, and the, no, they're not. Obviously, they're not. So, your quick thoughts. Well, and, and isn't the purpose of education to teach students how to think? to think for themselves. Apparently, these now teachers who are supposed to be teaching the next generation never got that themselves. They were just taught exactly what to think. And as Becky Pringle keeps stating, and, and she's just professing out what you will believe, teachers. It's, it's, it is not even almost demonic. It is demonic. Okay, this next one, I wish we could say more, but I mean, she's totally pro-abortion, and that's, of course, the NEA. They're pushing this. Their kids hear it because it gets down to the students, of course, because there's teachers standing up and applauding this. Let's get to this next clip. And this happened, by the way. Listen to who they emulate two minutes into her speech. Go. For half a century, the writer and educator Professor Angela Davis has called on this nation to bring its practices into full alignment with its promises, to create a society where equity and justice are the rule, not the exception. Wait a minute. Who 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 did who did Angela she mention? Who, who is Davis. that? Oh, oh, oh. That's I right. knew I saw her somewhere. It was on a FBI Most Wanted poster. That's where I right. Angela Davis, yeah. Davis, activist, feminist, philosopher, also longtime member of the Communist Party USA. Look it up. We're not making any of this up. She's a Marxist. And by the way, she also went on to receive the Soviet Union's international. Lenin Peace Prize, Lenin, as in Vladimir, in 1979, and she praised the, quote, glorious dictator Vladimir Lenin in his great Bolshevik revolution. This is a radical of all radicals. I mean, you think of Saul Alinsky and his ilk, and here's Angela Davis, who, um, anyway, she was on the FBI's most wanted list, and Katie, just your thoughts. This uh, is the NEA president two minutes into her speech saying, look at her as an example. Oh, of course. Um, can we just put Angela back up on the screen there? Because I just realized we just had her anniversary. I mean, it's, it's been 52 <laughs> years almost to the day since she was wanted for kidnapping and murder charges growing out of an abduction and shooting in Marin County, California. On August 7th, 1970, she allegedly has purchased several guns in the past. Oh, oh she has guns. Allegedly. And purchased them. I thought, I, 
I thought she were not. A, how how is it the NEA is actually proposing her if she's purchased guns? I'm, I'm just. They need to do their research on who they're looking into. Yeah, I mean, well, Clearly. they know exactly who. Obviously, this was a scripted speech. You can see the words behind Becky Pringle. Wish we had more. I have notes and notes on Angela Davis, but we've got to move on to the next clip. Go ahead. As we have for decades, we will fight tirelessly for the right to choose. We will never stop. We will fight unceasingly for the rights of our LGBTQ plus students and educators. We will say gay, we will say trans, we will use the words that validate our students and their families, words that encourage them to walk in their authenticity, to love themselves fully, to become who they are meant to be pretty good wow. acting job wow that, she, wow she, she, i mean yeah. that's why she was getting the standing she ovation. mentions authenticity and oh. you can tell it's an acting job <laughs> scripted and all that hey, but it, greatest soap opera actor yeah. over here so i mean i understand you understand a good a but, good acting gig but note note the teachers from across the country standing up and applauding this and note also that she said as we have for decades yeah. we will fight tirelessly for the right to choose abortion we will never stop fighting also lgbtq students and educators so not only students but we've got a lot of gay and lesbian and trans and whatever teachers will fight for them and this is what they're applauding we will say gay and trans and this is the new nea can't stop won't stop is their motto in in that entire yelling to the teachers. <laughs> Did you hear anything about education? And the traditional definition. In learning to read or write or do math. Nope, nope. One final note uh, before we do the next clip, talking about they want to encourage the students to become who they are meant to be, like gay, trans, or whatever, not who God made them to be, created in his image, but whatever they want to decide and create. So go ahead and to the next clip. We will continue to take seriously our responsibility as educators to teach our students this nation's true and complete history. <laughs> oh, they have re-edited history I, for decades. decades and I know yeah. you're going to mention the textbook publishers and what oh. they've taken out of history. Go ahead. I'll well, let hey, you take this one. Hey, hey, finally, I'm just, can we applaud her again? Yeah, she yeah. needs her applause. Uh, she always mentioned education in that time and teaching. Now, what is it they're oh, teaching? Yeah, exactly. I'm not talking about the actual content <laughs> there, but she used at least the words or something. Um, but we know they've been re-teaching history for for decades and rewriting their own history and now that the 1619 project is still out there and and still being pushed in classrooms they've gotten their way textbooks have been doing it for decades now they got a full-on out in the open this is the history that we their are, history or her story yeah, or, it's, or it's, whatever they're calling it yeah. these days I don't it's know. leftist social justice woke history it's not true but it's amazing how they can lie and get away with it like sure. they are all for true history and you you're not getting that in the public school so we have one more clip go ahead if you stand against our students we will stand 
stand against you. If you vote against our educators, we will vote against you this November. If you get in the way of our progress toward a more just nation, we will get in the way of your election. Whoa, ah! blown over by that. But that sounded that sounds like a threat, friends. And, oh, and it's that a promise. election when That's Donald Trump is elected. That what? is a promise, a promise she gave we'll to get you. Get in your face. We'll, oh my goodness. Whew. This is the NEA president representing teachers across the country. Carrying on now with the big teachers' unions infatuation, we're gonna have oh, the greatest doctor of all doctors, named Dr. J, who does not play basketball, <laughs> Dr. Jill Biden, who was praising Randy Weingarten, who is the president of the other largest teachers union, the American Federation of Teachers Union. It's the second one. Oh, she's trying to catch Becky Pringle, but for now she'll have to suffer being president of the lowly AFT. Uh, they had their convention as well. So, you know, NEA was in Chicago, and then you have the AFT, and they're in Boston, and that was also in July, because in July, all these teachers just want to get together and rail on actual education. In and Boston. In Boston. Yeah. Um, and so, the also, just so everyone's aware, I know you're you're been on the edge of your seat waiting to hear these uh, election results, but at that meeting in July, she was, Randy Weingarten, elected to an eighth term. So, oh, okay. good. I'm that glad. That was close. It's close. I was like, <laughs> man, I hope she's there again and again and again to lead this teacher's union. Anyway, back to Jill Biden. That's the real point of this. Jill Biden decided, of course, she's going to speak at the uh, AFT uh, convention. So, I guess we should we should talk about what Jill had to say. I mean, mm -hmm. she she's praising Randy and all these other good things. So let's just let the greatest doctor speak. And it's what makes you such a powerful leader here at AFT. So thank you for your friendship. Thank you for caring. Thank you for putting this organization first every single day. Thank you, Democrats, oh. for supporting us. Thank you, thank you. I mean, just thank you. So you heard Jill talk saying that Randy is one of the most, one of the things she loves most about her is how Randy shows up for people. She shows up for people, you she know. She shows and up for people. When there's a problem, you find a solution, Randy. And <clears throat> when someone's in need, you ask. Wait, no, that's where she stops. That's as far as it gets because Randy doesn't actually care about the children, that's what she should have added to that, of how can I help the children, but she couldn't, she just couldn't say it. So it, this goes to show, as it always does with these teachers' unions, who are they looking out for? Is it your children? No, they are the teachers' unions, not the children's unions or the students' unions. It's the teachers' unions. Well, there's a quote saying, thank you for your friendship, thank you for caring and for putting this organization yes. first every single day. What about the kids? What about, what the, about ki the kids? What about the kiddos? <laughs> um, and of course, that's what, you know, because she puts the organization first, that's what <clears throat> makes her a powerful leader. It's all yeah. about the power, as Jill Biden knows who's in control, who has the power. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so, you know, thank you for your friendship because we're like sisters from another mister, I guess. Thank you for caring and thank you for putting, again, this organization first. Not the children, but... The union. Whatever. What do I... What do we know? Go <laughs> right? union. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, -E EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. Union. You, no, no, no union, 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 the, the, eh? the union anyway, the, union, the communist fit. <laughs> there we go, because of all of these unions that we have and the union bosses and their little minions, just know that there are no punishments for any of anything, any adults, Democrats, union leaders, they are the reason that your kids, I'm just going to remind you because every day that goes by, people tend to forget more and more, but they were the ones who kept your children out of school because of them and yes. their needs not not what your kids wanted or needed it's because of what they the teachers just you know they had to go on vacation so that's what happened so we are learning that based on various stories and reports well yeah of course there's not going to be any punishment or any uh anything assembling resembling um some sort of a punishment for these union bosses their minions the teachers any of that because why would they? They're Democrats. They get away with it. So yeah. we are about to start another school year now that we're in August. I mean, it's coming around the corner really quick. And so we know that our kids have been suffering these past two years, various reports, the devastating impact on our kids' mental health, their physical health, their, their education itself, everything. And as Fox News reported, according to uh, data that was released last month by the National Center for Education Statistics, 70 percent of U.S. public schools have reported an increase in students seeking mental health services since the start of the pandemic. A study published by the conservative think tank Just Facts reported that the mental stressors brought about by school closures will destroy seven times more years of life than lockdowns saved. So think about that for a moment. 70% of the U.S. public schools said they had that increase with mental stress and everything going on with the kids. And then the mental stressors for the school closures destroys seven times more years of life than the lockdowns actually saved. And yet, no consequences, David. I want to mention another thing. And by the way, 7-0, 70%, that's pretty bad. I mean, mental health services are off the charts. Suicide attempts off the charts high, record highs. Um, in 2020, there was a paper released which examined over 10,000 school districts from across the country and their reopening plans. What does reopening mean? Getting the kids back to school from virtual quote learning and you know they weren't learning much. But so they're back. Now, one thing we said last week that the NEA president, they had stricter policies than the actual CDC on COVID. The NEA and the teachers union stricter than the actual CDC, which anyway, that's for another time. But this paper found that partisan politics and teachers union strength in a particular area had far more influence on schools reopening than science or local health guidance. Break Wait, that down. Break what? that down. What happens in Boston, L.A., Portland, Chicago? 
is not necessarily the same thing you need to do in the smaller school districts across the country, but this is what they were following, and this is just tragic that they followed politics and whatever the unions were going with. Katie, your thoughts on that? Well, and, and that goes to show you that, you know, who's running the big states, who's running the big cities, and then how that trickles down to all across the nation and how Democrats think the whole nation should be run based off of what happens in those blue cities and those blue states. And then who's better off about it? So far, no one is better off in this instance. But hey, I want some good news. How many different students have left the public schools since the 2020-2021 school year, which is obviously the year of COVID and the beginning of the COVID. 1,268,000 students leaving the public schools since the pandemic began. And I view that as a good thing. I do. It's a good thing. Still not enough, but we're trying to get people educated. So keep with us. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. All right, before we go, let's take a little time to fill you in on some other stories we've been following. And let's start by asking the question, how many of you have a sweet tooth? Well, the perfect job may just have opened up for you, possibly, at the Candy Fun House. The job title is Chief Candy Officer. Here's what you need to know, watch. Hey! We're candyologists at Candy Fun House, and we're looking for a Chief Candy Officer. At Candy Funhouse, sweet times live here. We have the best selection of sweet treats available right at your fingertips. Being the chief candy officer is more than just fun and games. They will also be running the Candy Intelligence Agency, or as we like to call it, the CIA. Here, they'll taste test over 3,000 products per month to award Spotlight Treats the CCO stamp of approval. We're looking for someone who is bold, creative, a natural born leader. Do you have what it takes to fulfill this incredible, world-changing opportunity? Submit your application today to be selected for consideration. Good luck, and may the sweetest candidate get the position. Sweet. Or not. Anyway, looks interesting. The company says the job would include approving all candy inventory and producing fun videos, showcasing the various sweets on social media. Well, Candy Funhouse says applications will be accepted through the end of August, so there's still time. Starting salary, $100,000. I, I just want to know how much, like, do they have dental? Do, are, <laughs> is dental included in, with that $100,000, gut health, all of it? But Eesh. please, I mean, the people in the video, clearly they need some candy. Uh, I think they, they need a little coaching from soap actors they, too. It's just it's true, but they, they need <laughs> some candy. They don't have enough energy, right? Gosh. Speaking of sweet treats, one of the world's largest candy companies says skyrocketing demand is going to put them in a tough spot come Halloween. Hershey's CEO says the company's been working overtime to meet the surging candy demand. 
that kicked off during the early days of the pandemic. Oh my goodness. At this rate, Hershey's candy supply will most certainly be falling short when it comes time to trick or treat in just a few short months. Finally, let's wrap up this sweets and treats segment with a send off of the Klondike's famed Choco Taco. The ice cream treat, which has been enjoyed by patrons for nearly 40 years, is melting away. The Choco Taco is a frozen treat featuring a taco-shaped waffle, a waffle cone, filled with vanilla ice cream and partially covered with milk chocolate topped with peanuts. Klondike says due to falling sales, the company had to make the difficult decision to discontinue the taco. A fun fact to leave you with, Klondike employee Alan Drazen came up with the idea of the Choco Taco in 1983. At one point, the dessert was sold as the main treat at Taco Bell, but dropped from the menu in 2015. Katie, was uh, that your go-to, or what is your go-to ice cream treat? Uh, well, if uh, mm -hmm, I like a good drumstick, but I go to the Culver's, get a pint, Ooh. flavor of the day, hopefully something good here in the Midwest, but they're also spreading more nationwide. Yeah. Um, but just quick question, uh, has anyone contacted Jill Biden to be the spokesperson for the Choco Taco? I mean, I feel like she could, she could have raised the sales before they <laughs> called it a day. I like how you worked that in there. That wraps up this segment. More to come next time. Well, I know I feel sufficiently educated today. I mean, David, how, how do you feel? Oh, after that NEA speech, I'm all charged up. And ready to go to act on the soap opera. Now, that's going to do it for all of us here at Freedom Project. Please stay educated, my friends.